Welcome to Logical, the UAE's first and only legal podcast. My name's Tim Elliott. Logical comes to you from the Dubai-based legal firm HPL, Yamalaba and Plethka. As ever, here is the managing partner, Ludmilla Yamalaba. Very good to see you. Good to see you too, Tim. Thanks for being here. Special podcast today, Ludmilla. In terms of the topic, that's one thing, but I'll come to that in a second. It's also the 100th episode of Logical we've recorded together in the, the current form that Logical takes. We started working on these, what, summer of 2019? It was pre-pandemic, so we've come through uh, a few things. You've been podcasting, of course, before uh, before that, but then we turned it into more of a kind of a conversational uh, thing, I think it's fair to say. Hopefully getting across some intricate legal stuff uh, as simply as we can or could uh, as well, hopefully at least. Um, but happy anniversary, I think. Thank you very much. <laughs> I think it's well-deserved and truly uh, an accomplishment that you and I and uh, my team, Your team. have uh, put together and initially conceptualized. And uh, my colleague, Hanan in particular, she was the advocate of podcasts. And I must mm. admit, since we touched on the subject, that until Hanan uh, cheerleaded this, this initiative, I mean, I wasn't really big on podcasts. I didn't perhaps understand the idea of podcasts. I'm just well, a different you, generation. <laughs> you were coming into the radio station and I was working at Dubai Eye here uh, in Dubai, which is a talk station. You used to come in regularly on our shows there. Yes. Uh, so you were well versed with the kind of call refrain interview technique uh, and your knowledge is quite literally unbelievable. But podcasting is kind of a slightly different thing. Indeed. It's one thing to just go and be on the radio and sort of the, the airways, and that's more of a traditional medium, and mm. that's the medium that uh, I am, I guess, I'm more familiar with just by virtue of my generation and my age. Yeah, but uh, but actually having, it's one thing, you're driving the car and you're turning on to your local radio channel and listening to somebody speaking, but it's another thing to actually have special apps for podcasts and downloading apps. I mean, that wasn't something that I was very well versed, <laughs> I have to admit. And yeah. so in my uh, much younger team, up with the idea it took me a while to process the relevance of it but um, the fact that uh, they were young and they said listen all everybody in our generation listens to podcasts i mean this is massive all we do is we just listen to podcasts and only so that's sort of how they planted the seed and ultimately i decided to uh, launch our own because as you rightfully said for years i for many, many years with you, and it was uh, some of the golden days, golden mm. years that we did this. We had this uh, outlet to the world to talk about all things legal related to the UAE in particular in this regular channel. And you did such a great job moderating the discussions. But the radio, too, is changing and evolving and sure. uh, and became less of an opportunity to perhaps share as much uh, as I wanted to share, but more importantly, perhaps what I thought the uh, the public needed or wanted. And also, also with years, I just have a lot more knowledge. And so there's a lot to share, a lot more to share. And so this podcast, a more dedicated channel to uh, the outside world to share legal updates and uh, interesting developments with perhaps more targeted audience. It was, a, it was a concept that seemed all of a sudden 
it made sense. And uh, with uh, the initiatives and then the talents of my young team, we put this together and there was no better person. And the only person and the first person and the only person I thought of was you. He's, um, he's the cheapest. I think that's <laughs> he's the most talented, and ah, most right vivacious things. and the most engaging. <laughs> Uh, and one that sort of, yeah, you and I kind of have a, a glue. It kind of sticks together when we uh, we're together in a room. So it's, you know, it's a lot of fun. Actually, it has to be said as well. And just as well you did it, because if you think, and I'm going to indulge you for a second here again as well, because if you think of what's happened in the last within the last two years, but I guess specifically just over a year, really, the changes keeping up with what's happening legally in this country. Is a is a job and a half. Absolutely, and and this is why this podcast really over the years has become so much more relevant and appropriate in terms of uh, sharing information because mm. truly extraordinary. It's it's uh, the last two plus years have just been absolutely extraordinary here in the UAE in terms mm. of legislative developments and evolution. I mean, we are truly in the thick of the history in the making. Uh, we see. Uh, transformative legislative reforms happening before our eyes and uh, for a few months it, it was almost like it was every day there was a new law that transformed so much of what we knew and how things were before uh, and from the legal standpoint it's extremely exciting and um, invigorating as a lawyer to be sitting here figuring out how to how to read these laws because obviously most of them are issued in Arabic first so you get it translated versions and then reading them, deciphering them, analyzing them, and then sharing. And uh, there's absolutely just for us, for us legal practitioners, there's this um, need to understand what they are, imagine what it means for the ordinary people out there. How do they understand what these new laws are? How do how do these laws apply to them? Mm. And so we realized that doing it through by virtue of these podcasts actually offered us a very efficient and an effective way of sharing these legal updates with a broader audience. Uh, and um, so we provide something of value on the one hand. On the other hand, we also uh, show in one go to a prospective client base what we know and how we might be able to help them. So instead of uh, having to regurgitate the same thing over and over and over again, we just do one podcast and it's we share our our know-how, our experience, and uh, and then we also those of us those those um, followers who have listened to our podcast and perhaps our visit our website, we transcribe most of the podcasts, so they're also available in printed format. So then people really have access to listening, to reading about uh, our analysis of all sort of the new laws in particular. And then uh, as time goes on, if uh, anyone ever really needs individualized advice, um, that they know how to find us and they know on what basis to judge us. That's the point, isn't it? 100 episodes. This is number 100. Um, nearly three years on. It's time to talk about golden visas. This is not a new thing. It's been around. Uh, golden visas has been around for a while. But social media in the UAE and beyond is awash with people celebrating their golden visas. I'd see it almost every day. Somebody's posted a picture of the new visa. I've just got a plain old residence visa that allows me to live here. But originally, the golden visa, and it seemed 
kind of like this. It was almost like joining an exclusive kind of club, wasn't it? Indeed. And um, also, given this is our 100th episode, I think that's a very appropriate topic to commemorate our 100th episode of podcast because it is uh, this um, very, at least original, is a very exclusive proposition that was on the one hand exclusive, on the other hand extraordinary based on what it offered to the residents in the UAE compared to what what existed before, which was your typical either two-year or three-year visa, just yeah. that was always linked to your employment. So you also always needed to be sponsored by someone, your employer in particular. And um, not only were you sponsored by that employer, but in a way you were beholden to that employer. So you didn't have the freedom to go and work for anyone else. And yeah. that, uh, that perhaps felt quite a bit of... You know, restrictive and stifling to a lot of professionals, for example, like doctors, because you can imagine doctors, their skills could be transferable across so many different hospitals, clinics and such. And yet by virtue of this sort of sponsorship that existed before, that wasn't really, it wasn't really a way for them to, uh, to lend and share the expertise across different hospitals and clinics easily, uh, or at least in, in legal terms easily. Uh, so uh, when this concept of the golden visa came up, it, it was basically a huge uh, departure from the previous existing system. And in particular, it wasn't there just to commemorate and recognize some truly sort of unique and, and valuable contributors to the UAE um, society, uh, but also along with that is provide them with this additional level of freedom, freedom of movement, uh, and uh, and being able to not only at a personal level be their own bosses and be beholden not known to no one else but themselves, but also from the legal and employment standpoint, just have a lot more freedom and transferability to be able to lend their expertise across a broader layers of society. Uh, so, um, so, but as you rightfully said, when it was introduced first, the golden visa, as the name itself suggests, uh, was uh, a very, a very um, privileged kind of a designation for a very small and a privileged group of the few. And in the beginning, so it's in the, the benefits of the golden visa to kind of just to, by way of reminder, is that ultimately you get a 10-year visa uh, that is your own, where you, you, under your own self-sponsorship. So mm-hmm. and these are the two perhaps most defining uh, elements of the golden visa. One, it's its duration, 10 years, and then two, that it's it, it actually says self-sponsored. Uh, so you're your own person and with that, um, but it b- gives you all the same benefits in terms of being a resident in the UAE that you would ha- which you, you would have otherwise under a normal employment visa, for example. So, uh, uh, but it's just much longer and now you can go and work across different places and uh, not have to deal with this sort of giving a passport, restamping your passport and getting the different uh, uh, sort of work permits. You really become kind of your own boss. So these are the most defining perhaps and exciting uh, parts of, of, of this, uh, you have this option of having golden visa. But to qualify for it, as you rightfully said in the beginning, you couldn't even really sort of necessarily apply. It was, uh, it was, uh, you had to be nominated. It was basically being granted to the selected group of the few. And in general terms, they were to professionals and contributors to the UAE society that uh, were of some, you know, some important and valuable 
a skill or talents to the economy and society. That was kind of, but you had to basically be nominated. And that's how it started. And as you said, back then, people were already sharing that they were nominated, they were awarded a golden visa. And, and if you were nominated, things happened really fast. That's the interesting yes. part about it. Within just a few days, you'd have a new visa. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that's um, that's how it started. Then um, the same basic eligibility requirement in terms of being a valuable and sort of highly skilled and talented individual remained, but the pool of people to which it became available sort of expanded. Mm. And it was ex- and it expanded by virtue of now people could actually apply for the golden, um, golden visa. And uh, the requirements were ultimately that it, it applied or existed for various categories of individuals, but in particular professionals, professional scientists, investors, entrepreneurs, exceptional talents in various vital fields, real estate investors, outstanding students and graduates. This was kind of a new uh, category that, that, that was added on later. And humanitarian pioneers and many others. But these are some of the main categories of people. But it's not super defined. It's basically, these are some of the guidelines in terms of the who could qualify for it. But in terms of what that meant to be a highly skilled somebody or, or an outstanding student or an entrepreneur, these kind of details uh, that sort of were being made available or shared with the public gradually. Yeah. I mean, the difference is, isn't it, now, I guess, it was, you know, very much an exclusive club. It was invitation only. It is now something you can apply for and, you know, will uh, be considered for. Do you know what really stands out for me is, and I think it could make a real difference, obviously, to, to families, is that if the original person holding a golden visa passes on, Family members can still stay here in the UAE. And previously, that was always, you know, it's a difficult area if, if the person that holds the residence visa sponsors members of the family dies. You know, what happens with the family? That's something that's been clearly thought through and addressed. Yes, and that was one of the latest um, benefits, perhaps, that was added on to yes. this uh, yeah. proposition or this offer of a golden visa. So originally, you would apply if, if you, you either were nominated or that you could later apply. But even those who could apply, it was a smaller pool of people. But they, yes. they applied and the visa would be granted for 10 years. And by the way, the fees for the application are fairly reasonable compared to, for example, a normal residence visa. So the fees are about 1,500 dirhams, which is you know, not that significant. Right. Uh, so it's not even that you're applying for 10 years and you're paying 10 times more. It's actually the opposite. So it's quite affordable. Okay. Uh, but um, in terms of the additional benefits is that even with the original introduction uh, iteration of it, your immediate family would also qualify. So let's say if the the spouse would qualify uh, and even certain children a certain age would qualify as well. So you could, and minor children or your your sons until the age of 18 and daughters, you know, as as long as they're sort of unmarried. Uh, But there were some limitations in terms of who truly could benefit from it in terms of your immediate family. And more importantly, the question always arose, as you rightfully said, what happens if the original uh, visa holder 
uh, through whom the entire family holds the visa, what happens if you know, tragically the visa holder uh, dies? Uh, so those are some of the kind of the answer, unanswered questions. Uh, and um, now this just a few weeks ago, yeah, there's an, a new iteration of the golden visa, and that is now uh, the circle of sort of family members that would qualify has been expanded further, and that's you know basically so all the family members, including spouse and children, regardless of their age, and this is quite significant for a lot of people because in the past you couldn't sell a sponsor your sons if they were of the age of majority, but now you can, uh, yeah. and. Um, you can also, and with with daughters, as long as they're unmarried, basically there's no age dif- uh, limit, uh, they can continue to be on your visa. Uh, you can also now sponsor domestic workers as an additional benefit. Uh, you can work, uh, sponsor domestic worker w- without limitation as to their number. In the past, or for, I guess not so much in the past, for those who still have just normal visas, there is a limit in terms of how many, how many domestic workers an ex- expatriate can have. Uh, with this new iteration of the golden visa, it, there's no more limit, and you could have five, you could have ten potentially, and that was a benefit in the past. That, for example, existed or uh, mainly for UAE nationals, uh, and uh, you know, and more importantly for a lot of people is that now there's no restriction related to the maximum duration of uh, staying outside of the UAE in order to maintain this visa. So in the past, whenever, or even with ordinary residence visa, you need to come back into the country every six months mm. in order to maintain it. If you don't come back in the, within six months, then the visa basically gets canceled and you have to reapply. So with this visa, that was one of the recent benefits that was added, is that uh, you can be outside of the country for an unlimited period of time and you don't lose your visa, which obviously is a huge benefit to a lot of people because there's a lot of expats that have very close and, and long-standing relationship with the country, but equally so, they have, they you know, especially at this age, they perhaps prefer to go and stay in their home countries for extended periods of time. So now there's no more, uh, no, no more risk of them uh, potentially losing the visa just by virtue of, of staying a little too longer outside of the UAE. Mm. Um, so that's that's a, a huge benefit, and then. As you said earlier, it's just the family members will also continue to stay in the country and continue to benefit from the remainder of the duration of the golden visa in the event the original golden visa holder um, dies. And that's you know, that's huge because there are so many families here also because a lot of the people that apply as well apply, we're talking about professionals and business people, perhaps that are a little bit more senior in age. So imagine what happens if they do pass away, what happens to their families? Well, that's an important point because it, it, there's clearly been a, a change in thinking and the, the government clearly see that you know lots of families have been here for a long time we forget very often i think this is a very young country the country's 50 years old that's not even a couple of generations really so people who have been here for some time would maybe like to stay here the government needs to make some concessions for that i guess and you know the the change in thinking is pretty clear that you know we could encourage people to stay that's good for the economy it's good for the diversity of the nation da 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 da. Uh, you you can see the way you know you can see the the sort of the joined up thinking i suppose well for sure and let's face it and be realistic and honest is that so many people have been born in the UAE, including my own children. <laughs> so been well. born and raised yeah. and, and uh, developed successful businesses and uh, uh, raised families and mm. uh, you know, made some little fortunes. But there's always this um, this kind of uh, you know, feeling of uh, 
perhaps of some sort of uneasiness every time your visa you, uh, comes to an expiration yeah. at the end of the three years okay so what happens next first of all you need to have employer somebody to be attached to mm-hmm. and obviously once you've sort of you've reached an age of 55 or 60 depending on that you no longer could be employed in the past and so that was a big concern so now you have to kind of set up your own company and you're setting up your own company that has additional expenses and such and there's still and there's still uh, limitations in terms of how much you can be outside of the country and uh and yeah there's a quite an ex- quite a significant cost associated with just keeping the business running just to have a visa running uh, and so and because of all this people were perhaps more reluctant to uh, to to really invest all these fortunes that they've made over the years in this country uh, so uh, many of them, because also depending on nationality, depending on the geopolitical uh, geopolitical situation at that time, sometimes people worried, oh my God, what if my visa will not be renewed next time around? And what happens to my children? So all these concerns were you know, valid concerns. And, and uh, as a result, uh, uh, led a lot of people to kind of to, to either not invest here significantly or, and, or invest uh, in their home countries. Uh, and uh, that's that you know that's not necessarily that wasn't necessarily their choice or preferred uh, method or alternative, but that they kind of felt that, that was the way for them to protect themselves and the family and the fortunes that they have made. Well, now with this option, let's you know, let's be realistic. And I have seen it my firsthand how many people have said just that's great, great news. Now they're investing here; they're no longer sending money home. Uh, because investing here, because now not only do they get this 10-year visa, but also their whole family members benefit from this visa. Uh, and now they have security. They have long-term security. Mm. Uh, so mm. absolutely. And that's one of the big reasons why um, the market, the real estate market in particular, has been so healthy and vibrant and even the economy itself, because it uh, created these opportunities for people to... Uh, if they qualify, not only invest here and have this 10-year visa, but as I mentioned earlier, have this freedom of movement. So all of a sudden, if you're a highly talented professional, you're no longer beholden to one employer, to somebody else. You can be your own boss and you can go and you can uh, lend your expertise to so many different industries. And so that also is uh, churning the economy and providing a very competitive and a healthy dose of sort of stimulation to to the market and the the business community that's a good point as well because in theory you could then go and take one of the many many different licenses on top of the golden visa allow yourself to to change directions i guess even change uh careers as well golden visas are not a new thing but the added benefits i think come into effect September 2022, so September this year. So I guess in September we can expect to see more celebratory social media posts. of Indeed, but I will tell you, we've already seen for a number of recent graduates who graduated from local universities or just with good grades. These are just students, fairly recent graduates that have been nominated or not nominated, have applied and been approved for the Golden Visa purely because of their academic qualifications. I mean, what a great concept. Think about it. So that is already in place. Mm -hmm. But as you said, uh, the the additional benefits that come with this new iteration of Golden Visa will come into effect in September. But in the meantime, people are applying and people are getting their Golden Visa uh, every day. So very, very exciting times. And uh, a big round of applause for the 
UAE uh, to have had that sort of foresight and uh, introduce it now because certainly I think coming out of COVID and um, it's been kind of an interesting and opportune time uh, for um, for this uh, new benefit for UAE residents because and we're seeing it firsthand. The market is booming and the economy is a lot healthier uh, than it was even before COVID. That's another episode of Logical, episode 100. Happy anniversary again, Ludmilla Yamalova, all about golden visas here in the UAE. Our expert, Ludmilla, good to talk to you. Great talking to you too, Tim. Thank you. Here's to another 100 episodes. Find us at LI Law on social media, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Ludmilla is a, something of a TikTok, a reluctant but uh, a well-loved TikTok star these days as well. Uh, you can find us on LinkedIn. We have a library of hundreds, literally hundreds now, of podcasts on all kinds of legal issues here in the Emirates, all free. And last but not least, get a legal question answered in a future episode of Logical. Uh, or if you'd rather talk to a qualified UE experienced legal professional, get in touch. Click contact at lynlawyers.com. <laughs>